Welcome back to another edition of Corruption of Child Protective Services. I am your host, David Shore. Now, during my research, because this episode was supposed to be on the corruption of CPS in the United Kingdom, well, I came across some very interesting information. And this information is going to take more than one episode. I know I've said that before, but when I start talking about this, you understand. All right, let's get on to, if you remember correctly, and if you don't, that's perfectly all right, that the Department of Child Services gives adoption incentives, and they do. I am not kidding. In fact, if you go to the CPS website, I'm sorry, and that's actually, you can even put adoption and legal guardianship incentive payment program earning history by state. FY 1998 to 2019. Now, yes, I am going to be speaking of Indiana. But I want you to listen very carefully. In 2019, Indiana was paid $2,332,000. That was last year. This year is with the $5 million million award. They got paid $7,685,000. Now, why is this so important? I'll tell you. When you divide, in 2019, when you divide 2,406, yes, Governor Holcomb, 2,406, not 2,489, which you quoted to the Indianapolis Star. You divide 2,406 into $2,332,000. That comes per child, $969.24. Now, that's not much to adopt a child out. But, folks, this year, according to their records right now, they have adopted out 2,317. Now, less numbers means less money. Not necessarily. Remember that $5 million award. So, if we take the 7 million, divide $2,317 into $7,685,000, we get a grand total of, are you sitting down? $3,316.79 per child. Anyone notice that that is jumped significantly. If we round the 2019 number to $1,000, that means that there's a jump of three, three times that. So, somebody want to tell me how in the world it is that... They say there's no bonuses, and yet the Health and Human Services on child adoptions clearly shows that they're giving them financial incentives. 
Now later, I'm going to talk about what's called the National Redress Scheme. And you Aussies should know all about that and you people also in the UK. UK. I came across this while doing my research. I will be getting into that in a little, little bit. But I want to give you a small sample of what's going on. Now, when I found this information out during my research, I found out that, well, let me give you well, a good example. Now, I'm going to pick on California because your governor's picking on you. And quite frankly, I've got something to shove up your, uh, never mind. <laughs> but I think you people in California are probably pretty much pissed off at your governor. You're locking you down. You know, just let people get on with their lives. But anyhow, let's go over this. Now, these are the adoption incentives per year since 1998, the year after the Adoption and Safe Family Act was passed. Now, 1998, the feds paid to the state of California $3,916,000. 99, they paid $11,698,000. In 2000, they paid the state of Indiana, state of California, sorry, $12,434,000. Now, in 2001, that dropped to $4,388,000. Now, for 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006 and 2007 they received no money kind of notice that that's when George W. Bush was in office kind of wonder why they got no money now 2008 and remember George Bush was still in the White House this was an election year California was paid $1,504,960 now in 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, the state of California was paid nothing. Now, in 2014, they were paid $130,000, the state of California. Now, from 2014 to 2015, that jumped from $130,000 to $5,160,500. Now, 2016... Remember that year? State of California was paid $11,620,000. Now, the state of California from 2017 on is as follows. 2017, $8,006,000. 2018, $7,715,000. 2019, $2,630,000. So, What is that telling you? That's telling you that it all depends on who holds the purse strings on how much money each state gets. I mean, if we're really going to get pull hairs, Miss Stigden, so let's go back to Indiana. And you know what we're going to do? We are going to go right to when you started, Miss Stigden. And that was what year? That was 2017. Now, 2017, 
they got paid $4,069,500. In 2018, $2,332,000. I apologize for having my numbers off. 2019, last year, they got paid $7,685,000. Even if I were to change the number years from to 2018 and 2019, still $969.24 per child being adopted out to $3,316.79, that's a significant jump. You mean to tell me all these children are, they're from parents who are abusing them? Well, Miss Digden, I have some interesting news to tell you. But we are going to go on something else. Now, there is a woman, I don't know if she's still on Facebook. Um, I am having an issue trying to bring up what I need, but when we come back, I will come up with numbers. These numbers are per 100,000 nationwide. I am not kidding. When you hear them, your jaw is going to drop. It will. So... Prepare to get ready. We will be back. We are back. Well, there is a Lori Callis, C A L L I S, I believe, back in 2016. She posted on Facebook the following numbers. Now, I didn't write everything down. I will go over the full amount in my next broadcast. But these are per 100,000 children that were taken. Now, the CPS custody. In CPS custody, the physical abuse, 160. Now, those that are in their parent custody, 59. CPS custody for sexual abuse is 112. In parent custody, 13. Now, the important one. Child in CPS custody, deaths, 6.4. Child in parent custody, 1.5. That's per 100,000 children. Now, why do I bring that up? To show you that CPS wants to really hide their information. They don't want you to be focusing on that. Remember a couple months ago in Indiana? Remember how Eric Holcomb, we adopted 2,489 children. And yet their records still state 2,406. So, I know even some of my listeners here in Indiana and South Bend are asking, well, what happened to those 83 children? 
So in other words, they got paid for the 2,406 or did they get paid for the 2,489? So in other words, they actually got paid, they went from under $1,000 per child to over $3,000 per child in one year's time. Okay, now, thanks to the National Redress Scheme, which I am not going to mince any words. Guess what? This came from the Australian Government Department of Social Services. Yes, I was shocked when I heard that too. I'm going, what? Social services in Australia? But um, when I read their statement, you understand. The National Redress Scheme is in response to the Royal Commission into Institutional Responses to Child Sexual Abuse. Applications can be made any time before 30 June 2027. Now, this actually was created July 1st, 2018. And it goes for 10 years. Now, do you remember the International Criminal Court? Well, I will have to tell you that... I believe you Aussies are under, you're a party to that. Well, let me go into a little bit of this. The Independent Review of the National Redress Scheme. Now it says the independent two-year review of the National Redress Scheme is now underway. Now they have videos about the National Redress Scheme. If you go to the website, which all you have to do is put National Redress Scheme. S-C-H-E-M-E. Ensuring maximum participation in the scheme and information and services during coronavirus. You know, we've got the coronavirus going. Now, let's go over a few things, shall we? Now, I have the information right here. The National Redress Scheme provides support to people who have experienced institutional child sexual abuse. Let me say that again. The National Redress Scheme provides support to people who have experienced institutional child sexual abuse. The establishment of a National Redress Scheme was recommended by the Royal Commission into institutional responses to child sexual abuse. Well, finally, someone is doing something. And they've been doing it for the past two years. Hey, thank you, Australian Government Department of Social Services and the Royal Commission. Thank you very much. I'm glad. Glad these things are happening. Now, the scheme acknowledges that many children were sexually abused in Australian institutions. Not just there, but I understand that you have to start somewhere. And for that, I tip my hat to you. Recognizes the harm caused by this abuse. Holds institutions accountable for this abuse. 
helps people who have experienced institutional child sexual abuse gain access to counseling and psychological services, a direct personal response, and a monetary payment. The scheme started on 1 July 2018 and will run for 10 years. Wow. I know you're probably going, especially those in the United States. Maybe you heard of it, maybe you haven't. But you know something? I'm glad I found out about this. Because I had to give you the information, my listeners. It states, and I'm going to read what they say. If you are interested in applying for the scheme, S-C-H-E-M-E, more information is available on the National Redress Scheme website. Now, before you think, oh, a scheme, you know, when you think of a scheme, you think scam, things like that. What I'm going to read to you is not that. The Australian government wants as many people as possible to have access to the scheme. Institutions must agree to join the scheme so that they can provide redress to people who experience child sexual abuse while in the care of their institution. Now, if you want, I can actually go through the list, but it's the next paragraph you're going to enjoy. Many institutions have already agreed to join the scheme. This includes the Commonwealth and all state and territory governments and many of the major churches and charities, including the Catholic Church, the Anglican Church, the Uniting Church, the Salvation Army, the YMCA, and Scouts Australia. Well, 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 well. Looks like they've been working for a little over two years on this. For those of us that did not know, I'm glad they're doing it. I just wish that an organization like this would have been started a long, long time ago. But hey, if the Royal Commission is doing that, that means the Queen had to authorize it. And for Her Majesty, thank you. If it's the Royal Commission in Australia, whoever you are, thank you. But either way, you're holding these people accountable. Oh my Lord. People are being held, these people are being held accountable. You mean CPS actually is being held accountable? Do you mean these agencies, the Commonwealth, and all states and territory governments, and many of the major churches and charities, including Catholic Church, the Anglican Church, the Uniting Church, the Salvation Army, the YMCA, and Scouts Australia? Wow! Well, that would pretty much explain why the Boy Scouts went bankrupt here in the United States, and why they're trying to get compensation for people. It further says that institutions must agree to join the National Redress Scheme so that they can provide redress to people who experience child sexual abuse in relation to their institution. This opens up a big door. This means that 
as more and more people hear about this, more and more countries, and I am hoping, will have a scheme like this. That the it will be a global redress scheme. And that each country will have a national redress scheme so that, and it's in institutions. Well, CPS, I would consider, is an institution because they are taking care of the children. They are in position of authority. So they have to be held accountable. When we come back, I'll continue going through this. And if you think I'm excited, I am. Because it means justice will be done for the families as well as for the children. We'll be back. We are back. Folks, this is getting very exciting. Now, I'm going to read a little more from the National Reject Reject Scheme from the Department of Social Service of Australia. Institutions named in the Royal Commission into Institutional Responses to Child Sexual Abuse are named in an application received by the scheme must provide a clear written statement setting out their intention to join the scheme by no later than 30 June 2020. These institutions will be expected to join the scheme as soon as possible, but no later than 31 December 2020, which is coming up. This additional time reflects the maximum time it takes to complete the onboarding process and recognizes the reduced capacity of many institutions due to the coronavirus pandemic. That's to be expected. So they give them a little extra time. It's this next part that I think you people, my listeners in Australia and the United Kingdom, you probably know about this. If you don't, I'm bringing it to your attention. If by 30 June 2020, an institution has failed to signify their intention to join the scheme, they will immediately be publicly identified by the scheme in accordance with scheme legislation and jurisdictions will consider other appropriate action. This may include financial sanctions applied by state, territory, or commonwealth governments and changes to an organization's charitable status. Naming institutions is necessary to ensure that people want wanting to access the scheme know the status of relevant institutions. When I go into the list, there is a long extensive list, but when I go into it, you are going to understand why. But if you know anything about what's going on, number one, we noticed that one thing with the Catholic Church is they're starting to do everything they can to clean up their act. Or at least with the media, they clean up their act. 
where the scheme receives an application naming a previously unnamed non-participating institution at the 30 June 2020 deadline. The scheme will contact the institution and the institution will be given six months to join. Should that institution fail to join the scheme within six months, then the institution will be publicly identified by the scheme in accordance with scheme legislation and jurisdictions may apply other appropriate sanctions. In addition, institutions that are already participating in the scheme will be allowed to add additional institutions to their participating groups after the 30 June 2020 deadline. So in other words, they can add a lot more. I wonder if they have one or two in the States. Will they be able to add that? Ah, And how will the United States handle that? That is a good one. Now, when an institution has completed all the necessary steps to join the scheme, they are declared to be participating by the minister, and then the list of participating institutions is updated on the National Redress Scheme website. On the search for a participating institution page on the website. Now, you're probably asking, well, what's a participating website? What's a particip- You know, how are they participating? Well, let's find out about that, okay? I mean, after all, you want to know, and so I'm going to make sure that you actually know. Now, if you see, if I was a uh, little far, I'm, I do apologize for that. I do. I'm on my phone, but hey, let's see, ah, here we go, sorry about that folks, you know how it is, and if you're wondering, yeah, I'm on my phone, now, institutions named in the Royal Commission that have not yet joined the scheme, now, there's two, Institutions named in the Royal Commission that have not yet joined the scheme. Australian Indigenous Ministries intending to join. Now, that's intending to join and date expecting to join calendar year, fourth quarter 2020. Catholic Daughters of Our Lady of Compassion, fourth quarter they're expecting to join. Now, unless I say otherwise, they're expecting to join in the fourth quarter of this year. Catholic Dominican Province of the Assumption Dominican Fathers. Catholic Eparchy of St. Peter and Paul of Melbourne. Catholic Faithful Companions of Jesus. Catholic Franciscan Sisters of the Heart of Jesus. Catholic Missionaries of God's Love. Catholic Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Catholic Nobertine Canons. Catholic Order of Friars Minor Convention. Now they're intending to join, but there's no date or when they're going to. Catholic Patrician Brothers. They're intending to join the fourth quarter. In other words, by the end of this year. 
Catholic Resurrection Sisters, Catholic Fathers Society of the Divine Savior, Catholic Missionaries of St. Charles Boronio, Scalabrinians, Uh, I hope I didn't butcher that. If I did, I apologize. Catholic Secular Institution of the Schoenstatt Sisters of Mary. Catholic Order of Servants of Mary, Australian Delegation, Catholic Sisters of Nazareth, and Catholic St. Vincent de Paul Society, National Council of Australia, Inc. Now... The Churches of Christ Institutions in Australia. QLD and VIC are participating. NSW slash ACT intending to join, but no date. SA slash NT intending to join, fourth quarter 2020. WA intending to join. And Gold Mission Partners are participating. So the WA intending to join is fourth quarter. Fairbridge Society, nothing. Football NSW, intending to join, fourth quarter. Gold Coast Family Support Group, now FSG Australia. Hunter Aboriginal Children's Services, HACS. They have not stated intending to join or when they're going to join. So they are not a part of it. Interchange Shoalhaven. They're intending to join the fourth quarter. Jehovah. Everyone. Jehovah's Witnesses. They're not intending to join. Nor. Join at the end of this year. I'm not surprised. Presbyterian Church. NSW and ACT. They are intending to join at the end of this year. Presbyterian Church of Tasmania. They are intending to join. Fourth quarter. Presbyterian Church. Western Australia, intending to join fourth quarter. The RG Dance Party Limited, they're not writing anything. They're not intending to join, it looks like. Satyananda Yoga Ashram, they're intending to join fourth quarter. Seven Day Adventist Church, fourth quarter, because they're intending to join. Starting to notice a pattern here. Boy, I thought the church was heading up problems. St. John's Ambulance, South Australia. They're intending to join. Fourth quarter. Swimming Australia. Fourth quarter. Tennis NSW. Intending to join. Fourth quarter. The Disability Trust. Intending to join. Fourth quarter. The Legacy Clubs in Australia, Brisbane Water, NSW Legacy Club is participating. The Legacy Club of Brisbane is participating. Legacy Australia Incorporated is participating. Legacy Club Services is participating. Coffs Harbor Legacy Welfare Fund is participating. Legacy Club of Ipswich is participating. Legacy Club of South Australia and Broken Hill is participating. Legacy Club Western Australia is participating. Legacy Club Goldburn is participating. Legacy Club of Intervel is participating. Yeshiva Center and the 
Yeshiva College Bondi pre-2003 doesn't say they are intending to join or anything. Yeshiva Center Melbourne. I guess they meant Yeshiva Center and the Yeshiva College Bondi pre-2003 Yeshiva Center Melbourne is intending to join fourth quarter 2020 and the Yeshiva Beth Rivka schools are participating. Now, it's not a complete list. But you get the idea. So, looks like a lot of churches, except for the Jehovah Witnesses. Well, obviously, we have to hold them accountable. But that's just the list for right now. Now, I don't know what other institutions I would assume that it would be CPS because they are in a position of authority. They are... I just cannot see them not including CPS because they're the biggest abusers. A lot bigger. I mean, if you would think about it, it looks like the Catholic Church and CPS have been taking notes from each other. But as you can see, I wanted this for you. I wanted you to actually understand. Because I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this to give you the information, my listeners. People who are interested in the scheme can be alerted to new information by subscribing to receive updates. Now, by subscribing to receive updates about the scheme, you will receive emails when new information about the scheme is available. This may include when other governments or institutions join the scheme. So, in other words, this thing is not over yet. But it looks like they're going to put other governments on Front Street. And hey... Should we not do that? Now, who can apply? Oh, I'm sorry, I lost track of time. It's time to take a break. But when we come back, I will go over who can apply. We'll be back. We are back. Now, who can apply for this National Redress Scheme? You can apply to the National Redress Scheme if you experienced sexual abuse when you were a child under 18 years of age and the abuse happened before 1 July 2018 and an institution was responsible for bringing you into contact with the person who abused you and... You were born before 30 June 2010, and at the time you apply, you are an Australian citizen or permanent resident. I do apologize. This is their laws, their rules. That's why I said I'm really hoping that this can be not just national with each country, but worldwide, global. If this catches on, which I believe it will, We will be seeing a national redress scheme in every country in the the world. 
And I can see the United States having this. I would say within the next two to five years. That's just my prediction. Maybe even sooner. Let's see what this new administration will do. Maybe they'll introduce this. You know, it took a royal commission to do it in Australia. Let's see what happens. Your application may be processed differently if you were abused in an institution that hasn't joined the National Redress Scheme, i.e., for me, it would be Child Protective Services. But they've already done that, as you can see here in Australia. Let's see if others will join. Are under 18 years of age, have ever been sentenced to, a, to more than five years in GAOL, must be prison, have already received a payment related to the abuse, or that GAOL must be for children like fought juvenile justice in the United States. I do apologize, those in Australia, I apologize. G-A-O-L is probably juvenile detention. You cannot apply if you are serving a sentence in G-A-O-L. You can apply once you are released or in exceptional circumstances. Have already applied for redress through the National Redress Scheme. You cannot address access redress if you did not suffer sexual abuse have already received a court-ordered payment from the institution. If you want to apply, you can also think about circumstances that might affect how your application is processed. Step 1. Other options if you don't apply for redress. Step 2. Other questions that may help. Step 3. Circumstances that might affect how your application is processed. Depending on your circumstances, your application may progress to assessment differently. These circumstances include if you are currently under 18, step 4, experienced institutional child sexual abuse after 1 July 2018, step 5, have been sentenced to serve 5 years or more in GAOL, step 6. Now... I know you're probably asking, well, why are you telling us all this? Because we can introduce it in our countries. Why not? Let's all get together. Remember, we are at war with CPS. We are also at war with these institutions that are supposed to protect our children. But if we blow the whistle, we are the ones doing the abuse couldn't possibly be a priest or somebody from one of these churches. Jehovah Witnesses, oh no, it's like we've never done anything like that and they're lying through their square teeth. But it's okay. At least that's what they say. But guess what I say? It's time that this was done and I'm glad July 1st 2018 this National Redress Scheme was founded. Thank you. It is time to bring down the whole house of cards. Not just in Australia, 
not just in the United Kingdom, but around the world. This is going to take off like a wildfire. I truly believe so. Now, they have a whole bunch, like currently aged under 18, experienced institutional child sexual abuse after 1 July 2018, have been sentenced to imprisonment for five years or longer, currently serving a sentence in J.O.L. I know, folks, when I read this, I should have also checked what J.O.L. was. Now, it also says, have received redress through another scheme, have received the payment from the institution you were you will be applying about as a result of a court case. Other options if you don't apply for redress. What happens if someone dies after they apply? You know, it goes right into details. Now, redress payment. Now, according to this, payments will be decided on an individual basis. They will range from less than $10,000 through to $150,000. Now, money can't turn back the hands of time. It can't go back to the day that CPS or anyone has abused our children. Children should not have to go through this Unfortunately, it doesn't matter if CPS and CPS care or if it's in a church setting, Jehovah Witnesses, and yes, they're going to be my new whipping boy or <laughs> red-headed stepchild. If you have heard that, you know what I'm referring to. Anyhow, we have to band together even more so let's not let this happen let's get a national redress scheme going in every country around the world let's see what we can do to actually get it started not just here in the United States but Australia you started and I'm glad 10 years talk about getting more than enough ammunition and CPS is probably shaking in their boots because they become an institution that is put on notice well social Australian social services already started this and I'm glad they started it they saw a problem they're correcting the problem I'm glad because we can't We can't keep on allowing it to happen. We have to stop it. Any way we can. And I know there are people saying, well, you know, we do need that. We do need them. Well, this is the major problem. What we think we need and what we actually need are two different things been proven (sighs) 
Now, in the next episode, I'm going to go into actual comments that CPS here in the United States asked people about. They asked about public comments relating to Child Protective Services submitted regarding the National Advisory Committee on Sex Trafficking of Children and Youth in the United States meeting. And that was held on October 3rd and 4th of last year. So the next one, I will be going into that. I will also go into other things. But for the Australian CPS, I say thank you. You did, I mean, your mission is to improve the well-being of individuals and families in Australian communities. The responsibilities are communities and vulnerable people, disability and carers, families and children, housing support, mental health, seniors, women's safety, working age, welfare reform, families and children. The Department of Social Services helped helps to support families and children through programs and services as well as benefits and payments. Further support is provided through grants and funding for organizations providing services for families. There's help for families with the cost of raising children, family tax benefit, new parents, paid parental leave, and dad and partner pay. Let me read that again. New parents, paid parental leave, and dad and partner pay. Young people leaving formal care through transition to independent living allowance and more programs and services. This department also helps to support Australians' mental health. I, folks, when I read that part, paid parental leave and dad and partner pay. You sure you're... Australian Social Services, are you sure (laughs) you're CPS? Because you just blew my mind. But I have to say, thank you. Instead of trying to take children and separate fathers from from their spouses and their children, you're actually trying to keep them together. You actually see that many times, and it appears what I read, many times they're keeping them together. Now, those in Australia, you may or may not see that. But at least now you have an option. So if you can, go to the National Redress Scheme website for more information. Apply, and I know if you're under 18, contact them, see if you as a parent can actually apply. And for Australian Social Services, you just started something that's going to go worldwide. I can see change happening. I can see that the old CPS that started in 1601 in the United Kingdom in England is going to be gone. And we're going to see that 
No more will families be separated. No more financial incentives. Adoption incentives. But rather, giving bonuses for families that are kept together. This is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services. And for those agencies and organizations that are helping families help that uh, the abuse that have happened to children and those that are helping families I say thank you. Keep up the good work. Keep up the fight, families. And above all, Let's make 2021 better than 2020. Have a good day.